Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Colossus MLW star Barrington Hughes, and you are listening to the Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Ah, fam. Hola amigos, los saluda Héroe Star desde el Cosmos, directamente de Lucha Libre Triple Lucha Underground, para que sigan de cerca el canal de Wrestle Thoughts. Nos vemos, hasta luego. Yo, this is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana, Davey Wrestling, the 104-minute man, the main event, I'm really good at Twitter, the king of taunts, the product David Starr, and you're listening to Wrestling Thoughts. And don't forget, Sinclair is scared. This is Kyle O'Reilly, and you're listening to WrestleForks Podcast, and that is undisputed. Welcome to Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Kurt here with another review of Major League Wrestling, this time with Major League Wrestling Fusion 62. Now this episode was being executive produced by Promociones Dorados, Selena De La Venta, and the first show that she did was absolutely fantastic. The lineup for this show was absolutely incredible and it didn't disappoint for me. This could be one of my favourite Fusion episodes since I started watching MLW from Battle Riot 2. I uh, really enjoyed everything that they did in this show. Absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I'm just hooked on MLW. The show started with Sammy Callahan trying to get in um, the venue as his man's Warner. Um, they're not allowed in. They start kicking doors. Jimmy Havoc, of all people, comes out and tell Sammy he's not uh, Sammy says to him don't touch him and Jimmy's like calm, calm yourself fucking down uh, he says that Selena said that they can't come in wasn't sure what was happening with this um, I'm guessing it was a case of they just went allowed into the venue until it was their match maybe I'm guessing it was that okay so the first match of the night was uh Lucha match, okay. It was Rey Horus versus the debuting Flamita. Now, Flamita, I've seen little bits of Flamita over the past year or so. When he was coming to the UK, obviously, he was one half of the Progress Tag Team Champions with Bandido, and him debuting in MLW was something I was looking forward to. I've recently seen Rey Horus um, wrestle live here in the UK as well, and yeah, this match is what you can expect. Two of the best luchadors in wrestling at the moment going at it. Um, from, it was mentioned that Flamita will be working at MLW later in the summer. Um, he's doing an extended tour in Japan with Dragon Gate. Uh, but yeah, so back to the match. Minute in, Lucha Libre chant going. It was the typical Lucha start where very fast paced, one up on each other, nobody really getting control or executing anything um, major a lot of um, a lot of reversals and yeah that typical lucha opener then things changed uh, with Flamita hitting the first big big move of the match 
he hits a massive moonsault to the outside off the top rope um, down to the concrete, hits it perfectly on Rehorus and gets him back into the ring, hits a lovely drop kick the, uh, does that flip up from where he's on his knees, flips off his head onto his feet the fans are going wild, uh, they're really enjoying it and this is where I found this quite amusing Flamita started doing that dance, the floss and instantly the cheers turns to booze. Flamita looks confused. The MLW fans did not like that dance. They no, they shat all over that dance. It, they won't buy in it. So, yeah, like I said, Flamita's in, con- in complete control at this point. Teases the crowd with another floss. Booze waves it off, slight cheer, and then he sneaks it in anyways. Returns to the booze. Um, not sure why he was doing that. I don't know. It didn't seem as if he was trying to play heel. So after he's done it once, don't get why he'd do it again. Uh, for in, during the match, anyways, the commentators were suggesting that Selena De La Renta could be interested in one of these, especially with the winner. Um, it could be. It seems like they're going to be recruiting. Last week they mentioned that they could be interested in Airwolf. This week could be interested in Ray Horus and Flamita. It'll be interesting to see if there will be another addition to Promociones Dorado, especially with the departure of Loki. Now, Ray Horus eventually gets in control of the match and he hits a huge plancha, runs, dives over the top rope into like the cannonball, hits Flamita perfectly. Holy shit, chance to go in. Um, so impressive. Pitch perfect. Like, it was fantastic. Now, some of the key points during the match, usually I don't break matches down like this, especially for move to move, but there's so many good stuff that I feel deserves to be spoken about just to amplify how good this match was for the Lucha Libre style of wrestling. Uh, Flamita ends up getting Rey Horus up for the, like a muscle buster. Um, and instead of going backwards, as he, as he goes backwards, he brings Rey Horus over his head and hits him with like a gut buster slash code breaker. Really impressive move. Only got the two. Um, loads of different variations between the both. Um, Flamita ended up hitting like a Spanish fly type from a spear. It was quite weird. Uh, Rey Horus hits a satellite DDT. Flamita hits a, a normal Spanish fly. Ray Horus ends up hitting another satellite DDT. Still nobody's won. And it went on to Ray Horus who hit possibly one of the best like hurricanes that I've seen. Um, it was like a snapperana, and the it was explosive from the crowd. It was like holy shit. Um, that was that was quality. And he ended up uh, for me to ended up kicking out. He ended up actually hitting Horus with a Death Valley driver. Ended up getting him into the double underhook powerbomb and did a massive frog splash. That's where I thought it was going to be over. But, again, Horus kicks out. Um, Yeah, as you can tell, this match was absolutely fantastic. Lucha Libre chants happening once again. The crowd are really, really invested in this. And for a debut, Flamita is absolutely knocking it out of the park. And the match went for about 13 minutes. Flamita ended up picking the win on his debut with a 450 splash. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Flamita next when he arrives. Could he be going to Promociones Dorado? Will they have a rematch with Ray Horus? Could Horus go to Promociones Dorado? 
it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, fantastic debut from Flamita, fantastic opening to MOW. Um, I know certain companies have been getting criticism of having like 40-50 minute segments before um, any wrestling happens. To have this uh, 13 minute within like to say the first 17-20 minutes of the show, absolutely fantastic match. Um, and it set the tone for the um, MOW Fusion 62 in my opinion. Now, it went across to promote Kings of Coliseum. It was hyping it up, which Kings of Coliseum is going to be in Chicago, July 6th. It will be the MOW World Heavyweight Champion, Filthy Tom Lawler, defending the title against the Contra Units, Samoan Werewolf, Jacob Fatu. And then it went across to um, just a hype video of Contra Unit. Obviously, they're known as the Global Dealers in Violence. They're here to destroy, the mighty will fall. And it's just hyping the destruction for the past few months, showing the destruction in this hype video. And then it goes over to Lawler, who's hyping the arrival. Introduces Marshall and Ross Von Eric, that they're going to be with him. I think they're, they're perfect for the company right now. I think they sue MLW. And obviously next week on MLW Fusion 63, it will be a Tornado six-man tag. It will be Contra Unit. Uh, the Simone Werewolf, Jacob Fatu, Simon, Grim, uh, Simon Gotch, and it will be Joseph Samael versus the Von Erics and Tom Lawler. Now, this is something that I saw on social media, and I don't know what I, I think of this. Um, it was a promo hyping return of the Pride of Puerto Rico, the Caribbean champion, Savio Vega. Yeah. Samuel Vega's coming soon to MLW. Like, can he still go? I'm I'm really intrigued to see how this will work. I've I don't think I've seen any Savio Vega work since his WWF days. So this will be interesting. Now, one match that I was looking forward to, something that I've speculated for the past few weeks on this, with the little hints of Loki and Selena's tension. Will Loki leave Promociones Dorado? Obviously, that happened with Ricky Martinez and Selena leaving Loki high and dry after a tag match, which they won, and to get attacked by Contra Unit. So, Selena's hyping the match. Uh, she said that they're going to show what they do to people who cross her. It's going to be a public execution. Hypes that Ricky Martinez is the best Cuban wrestler of all time, and her Sicario is going to end Loki. When Loki came out, great reception, big Loki chants going on. Loki, the clear baby face here. And he charges straight at Martinez, who he's like, nah, straight out of the ring. He's, he's like, look, you taught me everything. Like, I know what you're going to do. And throughout this match, like, Loki, you can tell Loki wants to get his revenge. And this makes you invested. Um, you're invested in the match. You want Loki to get his hands on Ricky Martinez. Not more because of a dislike to Ricky Martinez. Um, obviously, I've spoken how much I love Selena De La Renta and her, char her character. And her character is such a heel that you'd like to see... you like to see it when her plans have been spoiled, should we say. So, during the match, we're speculating if Selena is behind Contra Unit, which I found unexpected, to be honest, but... 
could that be a case? Is is that why Promociones Dorado haven't really been a victim of Contra Unit apart from Loki? Don't know. Selena De Laurenta likes her control, and well, Loki's gone, and things happen in this match. It's, who knows? If you're listening and you watch on Model let me know what you think. Would you want to see Selena De Laurenta behind Contra Unit? It would give her the ultimate power. But kind of like, kind of like it's separate. Mm. I'm not too sure what to think of that. If, it, if anything did play out, it could be just speculation. Now, so Loki's in control of this match until Martinez grabs the referee, Doug Martin, gets him in the way, and then follows up with a brutal knee strike straight to Loki's face. And he grabs him and he's like, look, this is not personal. Looks across to Selena, looks back at Loki and just states, this is business. He goes to finish him off. Loki dodges him. Runs at him and just like a, a variation of it, like a clothesline slash forearm, maybe an elbow in there. And it, with the storytelling of the match, it knocks Ricky Martinez out. The ref calls Loki gets the win um, via KO. I like that. It was unexpected, which is always good. Selena starts raging. She does not look happy with Ricky. She's in Loki's face, screaming and shouting, and he's just laughing at her. And Selena leaves Ricky in the ring. Could could Promotions Dorado implode? Could she have country on it? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see. Now, after this match, it goes out to the parking lot. Mansa and Callahan are still out there. Obviously, they are in the main event. It's Loser Leaves MOW because obviously this show's executive producer is Selena De Laurenta that hates both of these. And they're just saying, yeah, we will bleed, we will spit, we will make Corner have a fucking heart attack. And I've really enjoyed the relationship between these two since um, Battle Right 2. It's been one of my favourite pieces of television in professional wrestling anywhere. And they have such good chemistry together and it'll be interesting to see I wasn't well I wasn't disappointed with how this played out okay now it goes back to Selena and she's shouting at uh, Ricky Martinez saying that he's embarrassing that she's disappointed again what Martinez seems like he's got a lot of making up to do for Selena then before the main event it goes across the dynasty and they're talking about Heart Foundation and things got awkward last Last week, I think it may be, I mentioned Hammerstone and if he could outgrow Dynasty because of his ego, because he's the champion. And he did make an awkward comment saying, it doesn't matter anyways, like, we've got gold, I've got the gold, I'm the champion. And MJF's like, well, any of us could hold belts, like, we all bring in titles. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seemed like he's getting a bit too cocky and I think Hammerstone could go, like, who knows what the contract situation with MJF is with all elite wrestling? Could it be a way to, that MJF will get pushed out? Maybe. Who knows? So now, before we get to the main event, here's a message for our sponsor. Wrestle Thoughts are proud to be partnered with UK-based wrestling promotion WrestleGate Pro. 
head over to WrestleGatePro.com to find news, upcoming shows, tickets, and merchandise. Use promo code WTP for 20% off your order. That's WrestleGatePro.com and promo code WTP. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Colossus MLW star Barrington Hughes, and you are listening to the Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Ah, fam. And we're back. Now, let's talk about the main event. Like I mentioned earlier, it's Mance Warner versus Sammy Callahan and Selena Delorenta, who's the executive producer of this match. It's loser leaves MLW. Now, who's going to leave? I had my opinions on who was going to leave. But all I can say is this match did not disappoint. It was carnage from the get-go. Obviously, Callahan and Warner are friends. They've got some sort of friendship, but they like to hurt people as well. And as soon as the bell goes, that like that goes out the window. Um, Sammy Callahan, he as he comes out, <laughs> as he comes out, he um, pisses off Jim Cornette. You could say he takes a swig of his water, walks over to the um, announce announcer's booth near the. Um, entranceway and sprays his water all over, like drinks his water, spits it out all over Jim Cornette, and then flips him off as Jim Cornette swings for him with like the BN Sports, like seems like a tennis racket cover. And yeah, then all you see is from the distance a chair get thrown, and it's as if Jim Cornette threw a chair, and I'm just sat here thinking, did this mean to happen? Like, it's been no secret that they don't get along um and the fact that Cornette tried to throw a chair like could you imagine if that did actually hit him and it wasn't supposed to happen then Jim Cornette being Jim Cornette I I enjoy some of his work for MOW but these bits of it that annoys me okay and it's where he Sometimes he takes the attention away from the match because he just talks about his hatred for one of the individuals. He does it for Jimmy Havoc because he doesn't agree with Jimmy Havoc's style of work. And he does it with Sammy Callahan because he thinks Sammy Callahan's a piece of shit and that his work, um, his work's shit. And he's like, I'll pay $5,000 for Mansa to cripple that piece of shit. Now, let's hope that was a work because if not, that's disgusting. So, he start brawling around the ring straight away and the... Lead the way through to the um, fans, like they're fighting through the chairs, and they start fighting on the concession stands. Um, Cornet, again, like I mentioned, he met, he brings up Jimmy Havoc, who's not even in the match, and he says Jimmy Havoc and Sammy Callan have no place in wrestling. They disgrace it, and it's like, okay, well, we get it. You don't like them, like just calm down a little bit. It's not about you right now. It's about the individuals. I'd say in the ring, but I spent most of the time outside the ring. It's about Mance Warner and Sammy Callahan. So, yeah, it just felt a little bit overbearing from Corner. But back to the action anyways. They start fighting on the bleachers next to the fans. Callahan hits Mansell with a suplex on the bleachers. They start fighting down the bleachers and he puts one of the plastic bins that fans have been using over Mansell's head. And then Mansa starts guessing where Sammy Callahan is and just leans forward and keeps nutting him through the bin. Um, nuts him twice, takes it off and he's like, hey, 
And he's like, actually, puts it back on and then goes to charge at Callahan who moves out of the way. Mansa just goes head slash bin first into the side of the bleachers. And yeah, they both keep brawling. Um, Tabasco Sauce even got involved at some point. Mansa pouring it down Callahan's um, mouth, which to be fair, if somebody did that with me, I'd probably say I quit. I fucking hate stuff like that. But yeah, um, it starts getting... It starts getting a bit um, messy. Sammy Callahan has a stapler and starts stapling Mance Warner's head. Puts, this time, a trash can over his head. Hits it full on with a chair. By the time Mansa gets his head out, you just see Mansa's head pouring with blood. And Callahan just goes out to the crowd, gets some money, and starts stapling the money to... Um, Mansa's arm, he staples it to Mansa's head, and then Mansa's like, rips it out, eye pucks Callahan, chokes slams him onto the can, and Mansa is like, back in control. Now, they're both still going at it, and there's a power driver that happens off the top of the ring, um, like, off, off the top rope, and it's onto one of the ring boards that's propped up by chairs, and it was basically Callahan had set it, um, Mansa had set it up, Callahan goes to the groin, grabs, stops him, and then climbs up, hits the power driver. Now, they, again, Samuel Callahan set, sets up another ring board into the corner, and then Mansa gets the better of this one, spears Callahan through the corner. They're both still going at it. Um, it's You can't tell who's going to be winning. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, Sammy Callahan staples what was either... Mansa Warner's tongue or bottom lip to one of the fucking ring boards. And <laughs> yeah, it was ouch. Um, Mansa rips it out and starts beating the fuck out of Callahan with the board. Hits him with a knee strike and Callahan kicks out at one. It's like, fucking hell, like, what, what do they need to do each to each other? Normally that would put anybody away. It's um, the knee pad up, knee pad down, knee strike straight to the face and yeah so starts beating him again with these ring boards that are broken in the ring, balances one of the ring boards against Callahan who's knelt on the floor, practically puts his knee through it straight to his head, one, two, three, Mans Warner gets the win, Sammy Callahan is leaving Major League Wrestling and that's how it goes off, like it's no good showing no goodbye. It goes off with Mans Warner victorious. He's staying, and I've got to say, I fucking love Mans Warner. For me, if somehow, well, either way, whoever's the winner out of Filthy Tom Lawler and Jacob Fatu, I want them facing Mans Warner for the world title. Like, I think Mans Warner should be in that picture. Um, hopefully, it's not going to be. Too much longer with Promotion Dorado. Like, I, I want him in that spot. I really enjoy that. And yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, this was one of my favourite MLW Fusion episodes. And as you can tell, like, it, the title's in the name, Fusion. They fuse loads of different styles of wrestling. There's a little bit for everything. We had the Lucha Libre. We had like the vicious brawling. And then we had this fucking carnage at the end. And it's always the same with such hybrid style of wrestling. There's always a little bit for everybody. And if you're not, if this is the first time listening and you don't check out Major League Wrestling, 
I recommend you do. It is fantastic in America. It's on BN Sports. Over here in the UK, it's on Free Sports TV. It's also available on their YouTube channel. Check out the YouTube. See some of these shows. That's what I did during um, Battle Right 2. And since then, I've been hooked. I've been here each week um, doing these reviews, trying to up, um, upgrade it, really. So, yeah, I recommend Major League Wrestling to anybody that's not watching. So that's it for today. Um, while, whilst you're here, make sure if you've not listened already, make sure you check out my full interview with MOW's Colossus Barrington Hughes. You can find that on the WrestleFort podcast feed. Anywhere you find the podcast, Barrington Hughes will be there with his interview. Talks all things MOW, talks that War Games match, and yeah, it's a great listen. Highly recommend. And until next time. Obviously, we've got the main event. It's going to be Filthy Tom Lawler teaming up with the debuting Von Eriks. And they will be facing Contra Unit. Until next time, I've been Kate Johansson. This is Russell Fox Podcast. Bye for now.